Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli, and I'm here with another episode of the podcast, Multiple Voices. And today I have um, a young man um, with me as a guest who's quite an interesting, and I, I'm going to call him a case because I'm, I, with my research background, I like to call these case studies. Um, his name is Chancellor Jackson. And uh, who is Chancellor Jackson? Well, um, he uh, grew up, was born in Georgia and uh, to Native American parents and grew up in Smyrna, Georgia and attended Stetson University. And for nine years, he played football at the high school and collegiate level. So, I'm, you know, you can imagine this person, how they look when, when you have that background. Um, and after graduating with a bachelor's degree in communication and media studies, Chancellor decided to live abroad in China from 2018 to 2019. And Chancellor then fell into writing after he had a very traumatic experience. Um, he was arrested in China and he was detained in Beijing for 14 days. So he wrote a book, his first book, called 14 Days in Beijing. And it has ranked number one over 15 times in, on Amazon in multiple genres. Now, we're all very, very curious about this. So let's give him applause and come on in. Come on in, uh, Chancellor. Hey, hey. <laughs> welcome to this show. <laughs> and so, I mean, the first thing that I want to know, and I won't go there, is about how the hell did you go to China? What made you go? But I won't do that right away. I want to know, what's a nice boy like you doing in a place like Georgia? What, um, how, what, who is Chancellor like? What was he like as a teen growing up? <laughs> as a teenager, Chancellor was very, very driven, goal-oriented, uh, hardworking leader, um, and just all-around. Just I was an all-around football player. Like football was okay. Everything. So, so you said was, leader. Now, was, when you say leader, what what did you do? What kind of things made you a leader at that age? Um, just, just leading by example, being that voice of reasoning, holding people accountable, holding myself accountable, um, giving everything I got and, you know what I'm saying? Doing okay, right, so you people, you had um, a following, people just followed this. It's, it's sort of, it sounds to me like you were a pretty in, big influencer for the same age group, probably. Right. Um, yeah. yeah uh, what are the perks <laughs> of being a football player in high school? I mean, I know um, I used to date yeah. the captain of the team. <laughs> Go ahead. You tell me. <laughs> well, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Get your little superstar status going on. You know what I'm saying? Depending on how big your high school is and all of that. But even then, you're like still known around the school, pretty well known. Um, and I was, I'm just a great spirit overall, very laid back, very kind, um, considerate. So I, a lot of people, and still do like a lot of people like me and enjoy my company and my presence 
Um, a lot of people love talking to me when they, you know what I'm saying, need somebody to yeah, get to. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, did that uh, change? Did that atmosphere change when you went to the college level and played? Uh, did, did was it different college football? Oh yeah. yeah. What, what, what's definitely, the difference? Definitely, definitely. Because I went to high school. I went to it was public high school, but um, it definitely was. It was a very uh, <laughs> balanced high school. You had your your your, your yeah. urban. <laughs> uh, Side. And you also had like you said we had an IB program, the inter uh, baccalaureate okay. program. So it's like kids, as you know, what I'm saying they, they already take, okay. Like, so college, so like, college prep already. type, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't in those classes. I was in the regular class down with the, you know what I'm saying the regular okay. folks. You know what I'm saying, but I always I always took school serious. Like I, I had I graduated three point five average. Um, mm-hmm. So then once I went to college, I went to a private white. Oh, and the way you like say that, a private white institution. <laughs> so it's a big difference. Yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's probably like 4,000 people total. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Around yeah. 4,000 people total at this, at this university. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's nothing but a high, that's like sure. a bigger high school. Sure, sure. For real, for real. It's high school. They got about yeah, 5,000 yeah, yeah. kids. Same thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, so, so let's say, um, was it more serious? At the college level, or was it? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was. It was. Yeah, yeah. Especially from the football yeah. aspect, for sure. And school, school as well. But mainly, definitely football for sure. Is and is I played Division One, so that's yeah. the top level that yeah. you can play. So yeah, it was a whole different. It was a whole uh, different ball game. Different yeah. <laughs> yeah. Business now, like it's really, really business. You know what I'm saying? These these coaches livelihoods for real, for real. They don't. It ain't like high school. Your coach. He teaching social studies yeah, sure, or sure, you know what sure, saying, sure. PE. Sure, sure. Um, well, let me ask you this because uh, from my experience, every time somebody's a very kind person, a very um, easygoing, and you know listens to others, and uh, some every time there's that good quality, this happiness, or very laid back, or any kind of positive qualities, it takes a lot to have got there. That means you've experienced even the other side of the coin, right? Uh, to be able to to get there. And you've seen other times. And what were those things that you think that you, maybe you could share with us if you feel like it, that made you who you are at that level, at that age? Because we're still in high school now, high school, college. Yeah, I mean, just football. Like I said, football, everything for me. So I definitely had a goal that I wanted to play D1 football when I, I even started playing football until like eighth grade. I was 13 when I started playing. It wasn't like I was playing since yeah. I was five, six, year old, six uh, years old, like most people. I started playing. Uh, so with that being, I got to learn the game. I got to, you know what I'm saying, yeah. catch up, especially with the IQ and as well as the physicality of the yeah. sport as well. Um, so with that being said, I wasn't the starter always. What position you know what did you I play? Wasn't ah. defensive back. For those yeah. that are familiar with uh, football, I would have guessed. I played yeah. every position. Yeah. Free safety, strong safety, corner, mm-hmm. nickel corner. I done played yeah. it all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the only unit I've been in, you know what I'm saying, yeah. my whole career. But I was always the underdog. Uh, always. I get it. So I get it. I, I get it. Underdog. Even with, and that's just with football, you know what I'm saying? Academically, I always excelled. Socially, I was always a social butterfly but when it came to even with women I wasn't I wasn't mm-hmm, always mm-hmm. attractive as well so it was like, 
Okay, so so you see yourself a little bit as the underdog that football came out, came Brent brought you out to be a king or something like, or a prince, a prince. (laughs) 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 All right. So now we're in in college. So you've, um, what year are we talking about that you ended when you finished? When did that end? When I I graduated from college Mm -hmm. in 2018. Years ago. Ah, Oh, a couple, you know, so so now (laughs) we're 18. So you're already in China now. I'm thinking, what got you there? Did you study Chinese? (laughs) Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, Chinese friends? Now I landed my first job after I graduated from college. Okay. Oh, you you got a job there. Well, well, tell us about it. <laughs> so yeah, I was um. So my uh season, my career, football career ended in November 2017. That was just the end of my senior. That's my last yeah. season um, of eligibility. So once it came to an end. I started applying mm-hmm. for jobs. What kind of jobs did uh, you apply to? What were you interested in? Mainly, I mean, I, I had no clue what I wanted to do. I identified as a football player for so long. I'm like, wait That's a minute, just, wait a minute. You're lying well. because I see here communications and media. Did that help you? All that's funny. And all that's funny how all that came to be. When I was uh, going into college, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't even find out. Like, I was such an underdog. I didn't find out I was which school I was going to until like oh. March, April. Oh, school, late. You know hmm. So it's like I, I had to do that. My coaches wasn't helping me. They weren't pushing my film. Right. I'm pushing my film. I'm making all these moves to make sure I can find I got yeah. some place to go to come next year. And I definitely wanted to play football, so that was the main priority. So I was able to make it happen just by the, my efforts and grace mm-hmm. to the universe and the ancestors. So. Um, I remember going on a visit and they was like, what do you want to major in? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so serious. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, study. Like, I'm like, oh, right. I'm so, I'm here on this visit just because I'm here to talk yeah. to the coaches. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Chancellor, that happens to not, that happens to so many people, so, so many people all the time. There's always that missing link. I'm I'm a university professor. I work in the system, you know, so, so I know. (laughs) And uh, I mean, not, not everybody just wakes up or are born knowing, oh God, I want to do that. Or I want to do that. You know, Um, I have two children. My young, my oldest knew that he wanted to be what, you know, always. My youngest still asks yeah. himself, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> so it's it's difficult, and um, and the 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 thing is that when there are counselors, right? There are, especially in the United States, they have um, offices that do that, but it's never good enough. It's it's just never good enough because you really need one on one all the time. You know, you have to be, you have to be accompanied. You need a tutor. You need somebody who's older than you from the class up, you know, that will, and that doesn't always happen. Um, so you're lucky. You're lucky that you, you know, got through the creep, the creep, the creeps, <laughs> I was gonna say, the creeks, <laughs> the cracks. <laughs> okay. But wait a minute now. So what job did you land? I was teaching uh, English oh, to how children. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I was 
Yeah, it was lit.、Um, I was teaching kids as young as age three years old. Oh, that took patience, I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> a, the kids, the kids of course.、Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They definitely made. made so give us a, an idea、sure. of Never. what the day was like when you were teaching at this job. How many hours did you do、uh, a, a week, a、okay. day? You know, just to give me an idea of how it was. So I worked for a training center, not like an actual like、uh-huh. school school out there. So our days were we went seven days a week. Wow.、Um, yeah, we went seven days a week. So it's like pretty much when the kids is not、yeah. in school, they're with us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They get out of school,、yeah. they come to us. So during the week, our hours don't start to our day don't start、right. to like one o'clock because that's when start getting out of school. So one o'clock all the way to、yeah. uh, eight nine、mm-hmm. p.m. Then on weekends, those are our busiest days because they're not even in school. Right, right, right. So, morning start at first class at eight. So that's a lot. You mean to... a lot of teaching, a lot of、uh, you had to、oh, be、yeah. there all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I had two days off, so my weekends were、uh, Wednesdays、oh, okay. and Thursdays. I get it. Yeah. So, so at least、yeah. there was a breathing time. You know, you take a breath. Right, but then you know, there's this. I'm slowly getting to the time. You know, I'm thinking to myself, what did he do to be able to just, you know, what did he do that was so bad that he got, you know?、Uh, and now, wait a minute. Now,、um, when you were、uh, taken and imprisoned, was it right before you left the country? Were you planning to leave the country, or I mean, did you have a contract that was, you know, for a year or six months? How did how did that work? Yeah. Yeah, so I was I had a contract. It was supposed to be, and it was for a year. So、um, I got I got into I went landed in China October tenth, twenty eighteen. So my contract ended October twenty nineteen. I'm out there six months. On April fourth, twenty nineteen, Beijing police、uh, surprised me at my door. But this was pre-COVID. <laughs> uh huh. Yes.、Right. Yeah. It was literally my like right, right, right. For real. And so, what was the the story? I mean, what what were they? You didn't offer them coffee, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. no, not at all. Oh, that's right. They、not、might not drink、all. coffee. <laughs> yeah, I was rushing. Ah, you、though. were smoking when they knocked on your door.、Yeah. Well, I was actually getting ready to leave to go、ah. to an event when they、yeah. came and knocked on. I had just got spoken prior to them knocking on my door, but I was getting ready to leave. So、um, once they knocked on the door, asked me if I had drugs, I'm like, no, of course not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then they drug tested me、oh、on、dear. the spot. And what was and, the drug test like? Yeah, I, I had a piss, pee in a、oh, pee in、okay. a cup. Ah,、oh, you can't get yeah, out of that. So, and,、uh-huh, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, what was the story after that? I mean, because at the time there, it, it, well, at the time, it, it is legal there, right? Yeah. But how、oh, did yes, they find yes, you? That's still a mystery、okay. to this day. Like, still a mystery to this day. I have no clue what what brought them to my door that day, and it wasn't like they haven't came to our door before. You know what I'm saying? They, the police、yes. do random checks on everyone. On Mm-hmm. Just to make sure it's your documentation. Make sure you ain't、right. over here. Where、illegal. were you located、uh, in China? East、oh, okay. side of Beijing,、okay. Chinanlu.、Mm-hmm. So, 
that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking they just want to check my identification right, sure. and so sure. my, my document. Sure. But now they when they went on that. So so time. that means that <laughs> you were in a, living in a place, right? Were you living with other people or were you living alone there? I don't know. Okay, so you had roommate. a roommate and the roommate, roommate was there when that happened or not? No, nah, he's at work. So you were you able to communicate with him? Oh no. After they slapped the cuffs on cuffs on me, I received no more information moving forward. I'm just going, I'm just following orders at this yeah, of point. Course. You know what I'm saying? Just so. say yes. Just say yes. <laughs> How was the food in prison? <laughs> <laughs> it's all oh soups. Yeah. Some form of soup. Vegetable soup. Uh, yeah, some really some form of soup, vegetable soup, uh, porridge mm -hmm. in the morning for breakfast. Um, yeah, 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 soup and roll. I'll never, you'll rolls. never forget that stuff. <laughs> that kind of, I'm sure you don't go to too much to Chinese restaurants, or do you? <laughs> it was like Chinese restaurants here in America is like these yeah. American style, this American style Chinese food is like course, not authentic Chinese food. Actually, do have one spot that I do go to. It's hot called pot. Hot Pot. Oh, if you, yeah, I don't know if you. It's pretty much like um, Korean barbecue. Ah, uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. That how you cook? Like, Is it boiling good? everything in a pot? Oh. Fire! <laughs> wow! Fire! And you get that on the sauce too? Yeah. Oh yeah, go crazy! So wait a minute. This is the time I'm trying to piece it together. So this is the time that you were stuck in in prison right did your journaling um start then or you because you mentioned to me of course you we know that you wrote the book but then um you did say you know I, as i uh, introduced you i did say you did start writing w when did that happen yeah, yeah, yeah. And how I, did that happen okay yeah once i God, I, that, I when I was locked up, I didn't have nothing but a bowl, one bowl and one spoon for 14 days straight. No so pen, nothing. I had nothing. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I yeah. wish. <laughs> but no, I, so, uh, it was just, I knew going through the experience, I'm like, yeah, I need to take note of every minor detail just because I know it's going to yeah. be a great story to tell once mm -hmm. out this predicament, this situation. Um, so I, I got back to America uh, later that April. 2019. And how did you get and back? Because did they deport you? Yeah, I got as soon as they, I got released, they took me to my apartment to grab the rest of my stuff and got deported. Did they from pay the your um, flight back, or was that on you? I, no, no, I had to. Um, had to. My mom had to buy uh -huh. my flight, but, pay but for my flight back. Now, that meant that. Um, how did you get out? I mean, who? What made it possible for you to get out? Did did, did somebody, uh, the American Embassy or something, or what happened? Nah, it, it was nothing the American oh. Embassy could do. I met with them and they was like, "Oh yeah, it ain't nothing we can do. We just here to make sure that they uh, ain't really treat okay. y'all too like mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying." But we contact people for you, just let them know what you got going on. But aside from that, it's nothing. They well, how do. did you <laughs> get out in just like two China weeks? I have no clue. <laughs> like, I have no clue. Like these folks, I literally, they get, they didn't give me no information. Like we going from precinct to precinct. Now next thing I know we, and I'm at the actual jail. I'm signing contracts. I don't know what I'm signing. I'm not asking no questions. They not telling me nothing. And there's language very on top of that. So I was just sitting, I'm here to tell y'all I did yeah. 14 days. 
at that time, yeah, I know I'm just sitting. So, so, so <laughs> no clue. So let's what say that um, you you then got home, right? You left, and you still to this day have no idea what happened. I mean, did you then go back and look at what type of sentence or what type of prison, you know, sentence could have been um, for could there be in China for drug uh, consumption? No. No, yeah. I did not look at. But crazy, like within the story, I have dreams that tell me how long I'm going to do. But you know what I'm saying? At that in the course oh, of time, I didn't get it. it didn't I don't. Resonate. I didn't get that. I didn't understand. Say that again. You mean while you were in prison? This you had dreams? Yeah, but I was, yeah, while I was locked up, I had I remember it was it, this is like chapter is chapter two, I think. Yeah. Chapter two or three. Um, I wake up. I'm I'm sleeping, but. My dream is that I'm having, I'm sitting with some random people. I don't even know. We just smoking and we talking about getting arrested in China for uh -huh. weed. And um, one of the people I was with, they was like, "Yeah, I heard if you get uh, caught with uh, three grams or more, it's an automatic month sentence." A month. Uh huh. And this was in your dream. When they, the person. Said, uh huh. Yeah, this is in my dream. She said, "I heard you get caught with more, more than three grams, it's an automatic month sentence." So and then. I, after she made a comment, like the guard came on the intercom to wake everybody up. And I wake up and I'm just thinking, I'm like, three grams automatic month. All right, so if I got I got caught with 1.4. Ah. Okay. Right on right under half. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I got right under half. I'm like, okay, so that might be but I'm like, it's, I don't know. And then you take look, 1.4. Right. 1. Of course, 4. it's a half. Numbers? Yeah. So it's two weeks. You take that yeah, decimal yeah, away, yeah. it's 14. So it's just like 14 days. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. I'm getting, uh, we're getting to the it. spiritual. Now, uh, so, so of course, oh, yeah. there's uh, the experience, experiences like this really change it, a person, right? Um, and in many ways, and <laughs> in, in probably that you don't even know yet, because as, as time goes by, you'll feel differently. Um, now, when, so when did you start writing? So I started writing a book in July 2019. Okay. And yeah, and how? So what did you, you know, what kind of, go ahead. Um, one of my uh, good, good friends, he's also Native American as well. He's Choctaw. Um, but uh, he was a published author before we graduated mm -hmm. high school in 2014. He was already published. Wow. So me and him always stayed connected and was cool. Yeah. About college and uh, me going to China yeah. and coming back. So I was just connected with him. We was outside chilling outside his house, and he was like, "Hey, bro, you should you should write a book about yeah. your experience." I'm like, hmm, yeah. "I could, yeah, <laughs> like just oh, I could do that." I'm always willing to try something, so I'm like, hmm, "I could." So he took my uh my phone. He went in my notes section, gave me just like a five layer outline. Good for very, him. Very, brief. very nice. Yeah. Just five, five chapters. Filling it in, yeah. filling it in. Next, I'm really writing. I'm like, okay, so I took that from my notes and put it, made a Google Doc for it. So the more now I'm writing, 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 writing. I'm just telling the whole story from start to finish. So the more the more that I'm writing, I'm like, okay, I can see how I can format this and make this this. So it's okay for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so it only took me four months to write it. It only took me four months to write. It. I finished writing it around like November. Yeah, around November, and then uh, published it four months later. 
and was ranked number one in three different genres while I was still on pre-sale. Great, great. And so this, of course, is going to give you the idea to write another book, right? Oh, yeah, I'm already uh, working on the next book. Okay, romance so now. romance between a, a couple. It's not, I mean, it's a story about a love story. It's kind of a sto love story, is that it? Right? I mean, I, I don't want, I don't so, want spoiler yeah, like, here. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it piggybacks off. It piggybacks off 14 days as well. But is it you know is it where did, where is it located be... in China or here? Uh, it takes place yeah. in America initially, but then you know what I'm saying of course I end up going to China, so oh, okay. it carries over to All China right. as well. And okay. China, you know Do they live ever, happily ever after? Mm -hmm. Just tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't um, <laughs> no, no. Don't tell. Yeah. Don't tell. <laughs> Okay, now, wait a minute now. Well, let's go uh, uh, try to look at this whole story in a different way. In, in let's say, let's look at it sideways. Let's look at it as, as if it happened to somebody else, all right? So you're looking at this whole story as if it happened to a friend of yours, somebody that you know. And uh, what would you if you were here sitting in my place and you were interviewing them and they were telling you the same thing, what kinds of questions would you ask them? Um, just like, what was, your, what was going through your head during, in the fog of war? Um, how do you feel like you handled it? Um, what did you take away from it? Well, all right, come on, give me those answers. <laughs> Let's <see. laughs> That was uh, a trap. During the course. But um like the very first chapter, like I'm like I like I said, I just got done smoking before prior to them right. knocking on my door and arrested. So I was still high all of chapter one, pretty much. So I'm um, you know what I'm saying, I'm just enjoying my high one because I know I, I it's gonna be a minute till I get to come the smoke down. Again. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm just enjoying it. Yeah, I'm just enjoying it, but it's just like I'm just like, damn, why? Why? Just really questioning, like, okay, why me? I know that I'm, uh, of course, I'm, I was doing something I constantly knew I shouldn't have been doing, yeah. for sure, for sure. But still, why yeah. me out of all people? Because I wasn't sure. the only one. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I had a whole community of just, so yeah. it's like, why me? And they had been there, you know, getting everything. So it's like, just trying to figure yeah. out, okay, why me? All right. Um, but I was always, I was very calm. You know what I'm saying? Just very calm. I just, at no point of, panicking you know what i'm saying i'm not fearful i'm just i know i'm gonna be good i know i'm gonna let be me ask you something how tall are you five, five ten. ten and i'm sure you were taller than many of the people around you in china when that happened were you uh some somewhat a lot of chinese people come yeah out sure no i'm trying to think of, of you being calm being taken away a football player and i'm thinking yeah it was pretty calm sure maybe you know i, I it sounds like you were thinking from a, po a position of strength do you see what i mean by because there was no fear Bro. it doesn't sound out from anything mm -hmm. that you said there's never a time when you said that you were afraid nah not at all because I, I knew I was I got a lot of faith and very spiritual so it's like I already knew I was going to be good how is this going to play yeah. out I have no clue <laughs> okay, so let's talk about no that where... faith then um it's hard to talk about faith right but what what is it about your faith that helped you then let's put it that way 
Um, man, it's just because I know my spirit. I'm a good dude, all in all. Like you, you gonna get nothing but good vibrations and good positive energy from me, being around me, all of that. So it's just like for me to be in a situation, and I'm never. This is my first time being in trouble, trouble for, at this level. Like this is my first time yeah. ever being in trouble, for real. So it's like, and here I am, 23 years old at the time. So it's like, nah, this isn't. I'm not. This isn't me. You know what I'm saying? This is not supposed to be happening to me. But the fact that it is, it's for sure. a reason, for a better reason. So it's like, what am I supposed Learned to learn from this? Yeah. What is it that the person's trying to show me? What is it that um like Take that away. I'm supposed to mm. run away from this experience? And definitely, what am I gonna yeah. do with it? Yeah. Once it's sure. all said, uh, most importantly, what am I gonna do with it? So it's just like as I'm thinking of longevity, like, okay, for sure. I definitely know this is going to be a great story to tell. Um, how I'm going to tell it, I don't know. But I know it's going to be a great story to tell. Like, a lot of people going to be able to learn and grow and just become more enlightened just from my experience and just, you know what I'm saying, just the story yeah. alone. Uh, let me ask you this. If you were to go back and, and do it again, all right, say, uh, go back to China and do whatever, you know, you're, you're experiencing it again. If you had the opportunity to change something, would there have, is there anything that you would have done differently? Um, it's, it's a, not a trick question. <laughs> no, nah, nah, it's just cause like, if I didn't smoke while I was out there, then I yeah, wouldn't sure, have got arrested. Of course. So, wouldn't you have, wouldn't have had this had experience. This. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, I ain't no telling what my yeah, life sure. would be like. Because I did the whole year, did my whole contract, and ain't no telling what more opportunity oh, yeah, came yeah. from, you know what I'm saying, just yeah. being out there. Well, so, what's the, were there other places, um, instead of China, that were offered to you? Did you have the opportunity? There are many of course, place Middle East, India. I mean, any place you could have gone. What, did you have another opportunity to go, or did you have a choice between China? Yeah, they gave me uh, they gave me three options. It was like Beijing, uh, Shanghai, which is in China yeah. for those that don't know, and uh, Bali, uh -huh. Indonesia. Those are my wow. three options. That's at that point one, in time. one different than from the other. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had no clue. I had I, I don't know nothing about Indonesia, so that I automatically X that out. I'm like, I'm straight on that. So, <laughs> and what, I really did you do? how did you choose though? I really chose I to go teach abroad, but the demand for teachers was a lot more higher in Beijing than it was in Shanghai. So the recruiters like, okay, you, you know what I'm saying? You go to Shanghai, but it's like you don't. Oh, pay okay, I get it. You go to uh, Beijing, okay, we'll pay course, for it. I'm sure. like, oh, you should have said. Hey, that's a, Beijing that's a, it is, yeah, of course. No brainer. Yeah, yeah. 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 we on the way. Interesting. <laughs> this is great. So. This is great. Well, well, we now we know the next <laughs> book. What that's going to talk about. What what that will be like. I like that. Um, um, we did talk um briefly about the notion of purpose, you know, and and talking about your spirituality and and you did briefly give us an, a clue and a hint about who Chancellor is and, and what he thinks and how he acts. Um, what, what, it, you're, you have a chance now before we end this uh, talk to have, you're, you're talking, you're in a, a, a university setting, okay? You're in a university setting and it's uh, the last year, it's like the graduation year. 
and you were invited to talk to the graduates. You know, they have their hats on, the whole business. And what yeah. would you, um, could you talk to them in terms of purpose? What would you like to give them um, as, as closing remarks, closing to end their uh, college education before they go and do whatever they have to do? Is there something that you could offer yeah. them as far as suggestions or um, you know little seeds to put plant in their brains mm -hmm. well yeah, I mean it's just like just knowing the difference between your purpose and just a dream of yours you know what I'm saying a dream of course a dream of yours is something that you want to aspire to do you you have ambitions to do and you know what I'm saying just your visions and stuff and your purpose it's completely different. It's what you was, you came to earth to do. You told God, hey, I want to come to earth because I want to do this, that, 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 this, that, and the other. So it's just like, your, you know what I'm saying? Your dream's going to be completely different than what you actually supposed to be doing, what you initially yeah. said. Okay, so so I get, I hear you. I understand that. You know, this, you, you make it, we, let's say we, we sort of negotiate with the higher power mm -hmm. for our experience on earth, what we should be doing here, right? Do you think people know what they, do they have a clue about what they should be doing? That's why earth is like one of the hardest yeah. rounds, just cause your memory is wiped. Okay. Wait a second, wait a second, I, I'm, I'm losing you. Hang on, wait a second, I'm gonna ask you that again because I lost that whole beautiful answer. Say that again. You said the earth is the okay, most yeah. difficult rounds, and then I missed everything. Go ahead. Yeah, so yeah, earth is one of the most difficult rounds. Um, and you know what I'm saying? God looks at your blueprint, you know what I'm saying? Okay, I, I, I dig this. I want to see you, see if you actually fulfill it. Send you on about your way, your memory's wiped completely clean. So now you have to start from the very beginning based on who you chose your parents to be, where you wanted to grow up. You, you gave them a blueprint of all of that. So now can you find your way through this maze? Of okay, Earth? so so you're yeah. telling, hang on, because I, I, I'm with you because I believe that same thing. Um, I believe that, Bro. you know, people have, they choose their parents, their soul chooses, you know, where they want to be. And they have an idea of what they want to be doing, their purpose. And it's not a selfish ever, a selfish purpose. It's always something more, you know, it's always something greater than, mm -hmm. than the individual soul, right? Um, and so my question to you is that sometimes, because I work with a lot of people, talking about this and a lot of people there are two questions that they always ask me what is my soul's purpose what should i be doing you know and sometimes i scratch my head and i think well if you don't know that how could i know that you know you know and but i mean i work with souls uh, soul therapy i'm a soul therapist and so I, I do get that those answers but but a lot of people are still uh, scratching their, their heads. They have an idea because of the things that they do. You know, they're, let's say a person, um, you were just talking to a group of college students, so they could have been what, 22 years old. But let's say down the line, uh, a 40 year old person who has probably, let's say 45. All right. Let's say, let's say 50, whew, a 50 year old person who's halfway <laughs> through their life. They're going to live to a hundred. And so they're halfway through. And so they know they learned a lot of things about themselves. And I, I tell you very, I mean, I swear to you that still, even at that age and mostly, mostly at that age, 
is when the crisis comes. People call them midlife crisis, you know, from 40 to 50 and things like that. And they start thinking, my God, I've changed. I, I, I made a mess of my life. Uh, this, I'm a banker. I've been working in a bank. I, should, I don't even know if I should have been doing that, you know? So all of the questions are being asked still at that time, you know? So, so for me to see someone your age talk like this is really refreshing. It really is, Chancellor. I mean, it's, it's really refreshing, and I'm really thankful for for having you come and taking the time to talk uh, on this show. And I do hope we can have you back. Maybe let's make a promise when you get that romance novel out. And so, and I want to know if it's a happily ever after story or not. Then you could come back. <laughs> How's that? Uh, <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming chancellor we'll cut we'll see each other again bye bye likewise appreciate you